Welcome to the Stop Faking Fine podcast, a show that will empower you to finally show up for yourself while your circumstances may not be 100% your fault. Your life is 100% your responsibility. It's time to stop faking fine. Welcome back to the Stop Faking Fine podcast. I am your host, Dana Lewis. Recently, I hosted a webinar on intermittent fasting as it relates to your metabolism and your ability to lose weight with Dr. Sean Talbot. And I wanted to bring it to this podcast because faking fine with your weight is a thing. If you find yourself wondering what diet is the right diet for you, or maybe you have already settled with your uncomfortable belly bloat thinking, well, this is just the way that it is because we think that it will take more time or exercise or dedication with what we eat in order to get rid of the bloat. Whether you have a lot of weight to lose or you're working on those last few pounds, you will love this conversation. Dr. Sean is a nutritional biochemist, a leading expert in microbiome health, and the author of many books on hormone health, cortisol, and the microbiome. In this episode, we will unpack how to balance your hormones and lower inflammation through what you eat, when you eat, and what supplements you can add to reprogram your hormone signaling to stoke your metabolism. Are you ready to find your ideal weight without trying? Hello, Dr. Sean. How are you? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I am amazing, you guys. I'm so excited to be here today with the one and only Dr. Sean Talbot. If you guys are not familiar with this unicorn scientist, he is an expert in microbiome health. He is the author of so many books, go Google it, on hormone health, cortisol, the microbiome. One of my favorite tidbits about you is that you have been appointed to the Olympic board for nutrition and supplementation to advise athletes. Uh, I am a super athletic nerd. I would aspire to have been an Olympic athlete, but I would like to train like one. And of course, he's the chief science advisor for Amari Global, which is in your shining background. Ta-da. <laughs> Ta-da. And I love, so you guys, again, like welcome. We are super glad that you've taken 30 minutes out of your day to share with us and be here. We're going to talk through, are there benefits of intermittent fasting? Cause there's a lot of propaganda out there. Is it good? Is it not good for us? What are the benefits of intermittent fasting? Dr. Sean, specifically as it relates to weight loss. Intermittent fasting is having a, um, a bit of a moment, I guess you could say, right? It's very trendy. There's all f- there's all kinds of flavors of intermittent fasting, right? Some people do intermittent fasting during the week and then not on the weekends. Some do it every day. Some do it occasionally. Some do it for a whole 24 hours. Some do it for 16 hours. There's, there's all kinds of ways of doing it. And with trendiness comes confusion, comes propaganda a little bit, you know, and people get kind of confused. In fact, my son, who's, who's in college, he texted me one time and he was like, Hey, all the guys are talking about intermittent fasting. Isn't that just not eating? You know? And I was like, that's actually a really good question, Alex. <laughs> but the, 
The reason that people might be interested in it is because one of the things we've learned about eating patterns really just over the last few years is that there's a circadian rhythm to them. There are certain times when it is better to eat than other times. Uh, you know, we used to joke around like we scientists used to joke around years ago when Oprah Winfrey had this had this rule. The rule was you never ate after 8 p.m. And we would we would joke and we'd go, oh, ha, 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 Oprah, what does she know about metabolism? You know, what is it if you ate something at 801, it's going to magically turn into fat. And we thought it was ridiculous. But she I actually, remember seeing her do that on, yeah. on TV. She put a lock around her refrigerator yeah, and yes. she was like, just shut it down at eight o'clock. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we, th- we we would think like that that isn't how metabolism works. But now what we understand about the circadian rhythm of your overall metabolism, we understand that that's exactly how metabolism works. And so the idea of intermittent fasting or, or probably more appropriately termed time restricted eating is that we want to focus people's eating behavior during certain hours of the day. And their non-eating behavior, their fasting during other times of day. And if we if we strategically do that, there are benefits for weight loss, there are benefits for blood sugar control, there are benefits for, for mental performance, there are even benefits for longevity, probably, uh, that, that we could potentially live longer. But that is compared to eating whatever you want, whatever you want, right? So there's a little bit of a intermittent fasting isn't this miraculous thing that changes everything. We still want people to eat a balanced plan. We just want them to do it at certain hours of the day. And we can we can unpack that as we as we go through here if you want to, Dana. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you talk about the circadian rhythm. So can you explain that a little bit more? Like what is that in our bodies? Yeah. So 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 circadian just refers to a daily rhythm. So most of the biochemistry of our body has a daily rhythm. So so um stress hormones are a good example, cortisol. Our cortisol levels, and you know, when people hear about cortisol, it's usually framed as this this toxic substance that you don't want any exposure to, but you actually want high cortisol in the morning. This is what wakes you up and gets you ready to face the stresses of the day. It's good for your immune system in small doses. It's good for your brain in small doses. But after that sort of stress of waking up and getting ready to go out there into the world, you want your cortisol to slowly dissipate throughout the rest of the day. And it should reach its lowest point in the middle of the night when you're, when you're most, most relaxed and most asleep and doing all the repair and the regeneration and all that kind of stuff. So you want sometimes high, sometimes low, you don't ever want it to be medium. And that's where a lot of people are right now with their diets. They're in this medium where they're eating a little bit all day long. You're always getting this influx of calories. And 20 years ago, we actually thought that was a good thing. That was before the science told us about circadian patterns of your hormones and your neurotransmitters, and increasingly about your microbiome, the bacteria in your gut actually wants to see food at a certain time of day, the daytime, and it doesn't want to see food. It actually wants to have a rest during the evening. So that like the, the simplest way to think about intermittent fasting is that you're eating for a period of the daylight hours and you're not eating during the dark hours, right? That's one style of intermittent fasting. But the end result of it is that if you do that, if you give the body the fuel when it wants it, not just what it wants, but when it wants it, you can actually modulate these circadian rhythm patterns. So you feel good during the day, you burn fat, you release stored fat, you feel good, and and your performance goes to another level. 
I love that. So you're relating the window of eating to your hormone balance and yes, also exactly. that circadian rhythm so that you wake up, you're eating, and then you're taking a rest and allowing that circadian rhythm to come down. Right, exactly. So, so one really simplistic approach to this time restricted eating is only eat during the daylight hours. And then as, like, as soon as the sun comes up, you can start eating. As soon as the sun goes down, you have to stop eating, right? So that's one way of doing it. That gives a pretty wide window, though, of eating for most people. For people who are trying to lose weight, we actually close that window down a little bit. And by doing so, if we close your eating window, by default, we're opening up your fasting window. And so for a lot of people, we'll say if you're trying to lose weight, a really nice way to do it would be to do a 16-8 so of a 24-hour period, 16 of those hours you're not eating and eight of those hours you're eating. And so for a lot of people, that would be, you know, lunchtime, you know, noon or so until six or seven, you know, that's their eating window. And then the rest of the 24-hour cycle is their fasting window. And a big portion of that fasting window, you're actually asleep. Right. And so for the 16-8, is that a hard rule? Or what about those of us that are like, oh my gosh, 16 hours seems crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not a hard rule at all. Right. It's very much, a, it's very much a recommendation, like a, a framework, if you will. Uh, some days it might be, it might be a 16 hour window. Some days it might be 14. Some days it might be 12. Some days it might be 20, you know, and that like, you shouldn't think that it's a, it's a black and white sort of a thing. And you don't have to do that every day. You know? So like when I'm actively trying to get to my race weight, I'll do a pretty stringent 816, right? I'll, I'll wake up at six o'clock in the morning. I won't eat until lunchtime. I'll break my fast at lunch, usually around noon. And then I'll eat throughout that period of time. I'll have dinner and then I'll stop, right? And I'm doing that to really sort of accelerate my weight loss machinery, meaning send signals from the microbiome to the rest of the body saying, lower your stress hormones, uh, release your fat control your blood sugar better. And if you do that, you burn fat more efficiently. Yeah, let's, let's repeat those three things. Like those three things are really key. So lowering your blood sugar, blood sugar and insulin function, right? That's something that we can do with this, with this intermittent fasting, lowering stress hormones and sending signals to really control your appetite. So you're not ravenously hungry all the time. So if you do those things, stress hormones come down, glucose comes down, fat burning goes up, Appetite stays very nicely modulated. So you're not hungry all the time. And that's, it, it really makes it really doable for people. And what you'll notice is like, you're not really on a diet per se. You're just structuring your calories a little bit differently. And because of that, your hormones change. And because of that, your body weight changes. And what we see, especially if you're working out, your fat goes down and your muscle mass goes up. So your whole body composition changes. People come back in a very short amount of time and they'll say, you know, I haven't lost very many pounds on the scale, but boy, I'm seeing it in my midsection and my pants are fitting looser and I'm losing inches. That's a very common occurrence with that style of eating. Yeah. I have two questions for you on that. One is if you're new to intermittent fasting, and this sounds like something you really want to do, but you don't want to start at 16 hours, is it still beneficial to say, okay, I'm going to start at 12 or I'm going to start Absolutely. at 16? 100%. Yeah. The more that you can increase that period of time that you're fasting in that fasting state, the better off. So if it's only going to be a couple hours to start, fine. And then you extend it and you extend it. One thing that people who are new to time-restricted eating or intermittent fasting will, will find is that they struggle when they first start doing it. And they say, there's no way I could do this. As you keep doing it, your body gets better and better and better at doing it. Your blood sugar normalizes on its own. So, you know, that way it makes it, it makes it a lot easier for people. Yeah. 
And then what about dirty intermittent fasting? We've talked about that a little bit where you can have the same benefits of intermittent fasting, but you can have some, like what are the rules for having some calories and what is the science behind really waking up your microbiome so that you're keeping that insulin level low and you're balancing your hormones and you're still stoking your metabolism. Cause that's yeah. what we all want is to that's find what we all want. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm a little conflicted about that terminology, right? Dirty intermittent. Okay. Fasting. Cause it makes, yeah. it makes me feel like they're feel like they're cheating or they're not getting all the benefits or, you know, something like that. And, and what I want people to realize is that like in, in the intermittent fasting research world, there are people that do it full, full blown out, right? They're intermittent fasting every day. Some people who are really like really, really into it might only have a four hour window of eating, right? So they're basically fasting for 20 hours and eating for four. And they're like, they're the zealots. But what we've learned with the research is that you don't need to do that. The reason that I like a 16-8 is that it gives you the biggest bang, the biggest set of benefits for the lowest input of pain, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. um, those benefits are you feel better, you lose weight, you look better, all that kind of stuff. But the dirty approach to it is that we can actually, if someone's having trouble with their appetite or someone's having trouble with their blood sugar regulation in the early days, we can give them a little bit of protein. And so we, you know, one of the ways that I do it is I recommend a little bit of plant protein first thing in the morning. And if you get the right plant protein, I like a chickpea protein because it, it gives you the amino acids that send a signal to your muscles first thing in the morning to increase what we call mu muscle protein synthesis. That hel helps you not only hold on to the muscle while you're losing fat, but it can actually help you generate more muscle, which is going to be good for your overall metabolism. But chickpea is great because it doesn't give you just amino acids for your muscles. It gives you these compounds called oligosaccharides, which are prebiotic fibers which wake up your microbiome. So then your microbiome starts sending signals to the rest of the body for mood and stress hormone balance and blood sugar balance and fat release and all the things that we want. So that sort of dual signaling, yeah. some to the muscles, some to the microbiome, you find that naturally in chickpea protein. So it's a great way to do it, but it doesn't break the fast. If you have less than a hundred calories from protein and you're not loading up on sugar, you're not loading up on other macronutrients like fat, that really is the sweet spot where you're still in that metabolic zone, which was like, that's why you did the intermittent fasting to get into that zone. That little bit of plant-based protein keeps you in the zone, even though technically you've ingested something. This protein powder, like you said, you have to add it to black coffee, to regular coffee. No, what are the rules? It's no sugar, no yeah, fat. No sugar, like no big load of other calories, right? If it's just those protein fiber uh, macronutrients. It really does just signal the muscles and just signal the microbiome. The problem is that if somebody starts to cheat a little bit and says, well, I'll just, I'll just add a little bit of fruit. I'll just add a little bit of dairy or something like that. Right. Then you're starting to get into a, a calorie load where now you are out of fasting and now your blood sugar levels go up and your body senses that, and it shuts down your fat metabolism and you start storing fat instead of releasing fat. So it really is a it really is a cascade that your metabolism goes through. But if you stay sort of under that radar, you stay in that metabolic zone where you're releasing fat and burning fat. Yeah. And let's talk about even after the fast, breaking your fast, what are the best, what is, is there a rule of thumb for how to break that fast? Because it seems like adding this protein powder to that fast break would be what you want to do. How do you wake up your microbiome to keep your metabolism up? 
Yeah. So, so that, that's another place you can use this protein. Then when you're starting to break the fast, you can use that protein as a base on which to now put in, okay, now I'm going to put in my almond milk or my oat milk or what, you know, whatever, whatever milk choice you're going to use, that's going to add additional calories, probably additional carbohydrates. You can add in some fruits and vegetables and things like that. So whatever's in the freezer, you know, your handful of blueberries and your handful of kale or spinach or whatever, that's when you're starting to get into a, into a larger caloric load and breaking your fast in an appropriate way. You know, we don't want people to go and say, okay, my fast is over. Let's go to the fast food place, right? You want to break it in a, in a in a balanced way. And what your microbiome wants to see is that collection of proteins and fibers, especially, but then, you know, slower carbohydrates, you know, less processed kinds of kinds of foods. Yes. And okay, so there's two questions. One is with raw cacao powder. So mm-hmm. that technically doesn't have sugar, right? So can you add that to your, does that break your fast? No, that would be a perfect way to do it. And here, here I'm going to geek out a little bit because what you're going to get in addition to that, you're not going to get the, you're not going to get the calories and the sugar, which is going to push you out of the fasting. But what cacao is going to do is give you this beautiful collection of these compounds called polyphenols, which are also going to send a signal to your microbiome to wake up those metabolic signals for appetite control and fat release and things like that. So that's a wonderful, wonderful way to do it. Mm-hmm. And the this protein powder, it's not the same as every other protein powder that you're going to find in the market. Can we take one minute to just talk through the ingredients that are in the Amare protein powder that we're talking about, the GBX yeah. protein? Yeah. So G- GBX protein stands for gut brain axis, and it's a very targeted, unique kind of protein based primarily on that chickpea that I was talking about before. So when people go out to the grocery store, or the nutrition store, what most of the proteins are going to be are, are whey proteins, right? Very popular kind of protein. It's pretty affordable for most people. The reason a lot of people like it is because it, it tastes good. It's very, it's very creamy, right? It's, it's, it's from dairy. You get a creamy mouthfeel. It tastes like a milkshake when you, when you blend it up. A lot of companies, Companies, though, will start using like a very cheap kind of whey protein because it's less expensive, but then they have to add a lot of sugar or flavors or artificial sweeteners or, you know, those sorts of things. So you want to avoid those. But even better is to switch from a dairy-based protein to a plant-based protein. And so you could choose a soy, you could choose a, a, a hemp, you could choose a pea protein. There's all kinds of versions out there. The problem with plant proteins, though, is that they tend to be very gritty and very organic in nature. So people will switch from a whey to a plant-based protein and they'll go, yuck, this tastes terrible. I, I don't like it as much as the other one. Where chickpea really shines is that it has the mouth consistency, the, the what we call organoleptic uh, um, qualities. It tastes creamy like a whey but it has the plant characteristics of a plant protein. That's the, that's the fibers. And so nothing else does that. We're able to give chickpeas. So you get the amino acids and the mouthfeel of a dairy protein. We give the plant uh, source, which gives the, the oligosaccharides uniquely that we find in chickpea that wakes up the microbiome. So it, it really is a very, very nice combination. And that's why, that's why I default to it, especially when we're talking about weight loss and, and, and metabolism. Yeah. Yeah. So weight loss for weight loss specifically and hormone balance. That's really our focus here. It's balancing your hormones. We've got a lot of menopausal, premenopausal, postmenopausal women on the line. Like as you're balancing those hormones, intermittent fasting is one key. 
Let's bring that one level deeper to your gut health and the microbiome and other things that you can do for your microbiome to accelerate that weight loss and keep your body in a fat burning state throughout the day. I'm so glad you said it just the way you said it, Dana, because this, this, like the problem of weight is not a math problem, right? For, for decades, we've thought of it as, well, it's just calories in calories out. And if you just did that, you ate less and you exercised more, you're going to solve the problem. And I, I guarantee everybody who's watching us right now has probably tried that before. And it maybe has worked to a degree, but not long-term, right? I'm here to tell you the new science is not a math problem around weight loss. It's a hormone problem. It is absolutely a signaling problem. And so if we can get those signals balanced hormonally, from a neurotransmitter perspective, from a cytokine perspective, which are compounds that are involved in inflammation. If we can get those balanced- Hold there for a second. Let's- Okay. Cytokines are compounds found in inflammation because inflammation is directly correlated with your hormones and your weight gain. Yes, exactly. And that's what this new science tells us is that it's one part hormones, it's one part cytokines, inflammation, it's one part neurotransmitters. If you can get all of those balanced, you you almost lose weight without trying. It is the it is the coolest thing to see. People have been so frustrated trying all the things and not seeing benefits. They try this and they go, "What wh- where has this been all my life? Like why haven't we been doing this before?" We haven't been doing this before because we didn't know where those signals are coming from, and now we know. They're coming from the gut. So if we can go to the gut first, as, as if it's the first domino in a whole chain of events that happen across your whole body metabolism, let's fix the microbiome and the gut. And by doing so, appetite is better, hormones are better, inflammation is better, et cetera, et cetera. And the weight just starts to come off. Mm-hmm. And so what you are referencing with these three things, the neurotransmitters is the signaling, correct? Yep. The signaling between your gut and your hormones and your brain and all of the things, because your gut is the main control center. It's the main control center. You can think of your gut like the transducer, like it's the thing that produces the signals that are now sent out through the rest of the body. So, you know, we we can be really simplistic and say, well, great, we'll just fix the gut and everything else takes care of itself. But you have to be a little more nuanced if you want to get the right level of benefits, because now you're sending the signals but you have to carry those signals to the rest of the body somehow. That's the axis. That's your inflammatory cascade. It's your nervous system. It's your endocrine system, which is your hormone system. And then those signals have to be received by a target tissue. Sometimes they're being received by the brain. That's what, what we call the gut-brain axis. Sometimes it's being received by, by a metabolic organ like your adrenal glands or your thyroid or your, or your pancreas or something like that. And so if we can get the better signals from the gut, better transmission of those signals through the axis, and then better reception of those signals at the target tissue that we're trying to modulate. That's where we see this really generating the benefits that people are looking for. Yeah. So if you are, your ideal plan then is to take this little purple pill, which is what Mm -hmm. you're referring to with the reprogramming the signals for the inflammation, for the neurotransmitters and for your overall gut balance. And then add to that intermittent fasting, breaking your fast with this protein powder that is setting you up for hormone balance and weight loss success. Yes, precisely, precisely. And what we did was we looked at the science and said, wait a minute, it's the signaling problem. And it's all these different signals that are out of balance. If we can get them into balance, how do we do that? 
We do it with the right strains of probiotic mm -hmm. bacteria. We do it with the right prebiotics. These are the fibers that help with nourishing the bacteria, like the oligosaccharides we talked about. We do it with a phytobiotic, which are plant extracts that help this signaling. And we do it with, with newly discovered postbiotic, which are probiotic strains that have signaling effects in the microbiome. So you put all that together and somebody who might be overwhelmed of going, oh my good Lord, now I have to learn about intermittent fasting and this signal and that signal and the other signal. We put it all together in one system that people can just go, okay, let me be the judge of that. And they try it and they go, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Yeah. I love that. So there's two questions with regard to hormone balance. What about people that have specific thyroid issues don't have a thyroid or have already gone through menopause. And so they don't have the typical hormones that the rest of us right. have. How yeah. does this solution affect them specifically? Yeah. So they might be some of the people who benefit the most from this because, because of that deficiency, so to speak of one set of hormones, all the other hormones will be, will be somewhat in disarray. And so, you know, sort of going back to this coordination idea, it's not just about thyroid. It's not just about insulin. It's not just about cortisol or just about serotonin or just about these appetite hormones. It's about all of those collectively. And the more we think about it as a systems approach, it really is for everybody. It really is for anybody. Well, it's, it's for everybody, but it's specifically for that person that has tried all the things, right? They've tried keto. They have tried Mediterranean. They have tried fasting before. They've tried exercising a lot. They have tried starving themselves They've, and nothing has budged. Like you, you get these people who just feel stuck that no matter what they try, nothing is working. Nothing is moving them towards the goals. It's because their signals are basically static. And when you have staticky signals across that gut brain axis, your body holds on to the fat and will not release it. As soon as we can get those signals going in the right way, your body says, okay, it's, it's basically safe now for me to release this fat and you release it and you burn it and, and the pounds come down. Yeah. That's mind blowing because there are so many people that have certain hormones that are not functioning as well. Thyroid being one of the most popular ones. Right. And so if you can get the signaling to work together, it's going to improve the way that your body functions all the way around. Right, right, exactly. And people, people like the first time people hear this, if they haven't experienced what we're talking about for themselves, it might sound like a bit of an overpromise, right? But what we're learning about the microbiome is that this collection of trillions of bacteria, we can legitimately think of as an internal on demand dynamic pharmacy that is going to, that should, when it's in balance, make what we need when we need it in the right amount. So we feel good, we perform well, our appetite's good, our metabolism is good. But when it's out of balance, because we're stressed out, uh, because we've been eating the wrong foods, because we're aging, there's all kinds of things that can get in the way of a, of a good microbiome. Once that gets out of balance, the signals get out of balance. So th this whole idea of going to the microbiome and the gut as the first domino, like I said a few minutes ago, that really is, is, is completely changing our approach to helping people get, get into the bodies and the minds that they want. Right. And getting your microbiome in balance. And, and what I just heard with what you said is cortisol, which everybody re resonates with mm -hmm. my fight or flight hormone is high. When your cortisol is off, let's pause there for a second. It changes your cravings. Then you crave totally. all of the, the sugar, the carbohydrates, yep. all of the things, which then raises your inflammation. And then right. you're on this crazy cycle of trying to get off. And if right. you back up, 
to healing your microbiome or supporting, it's not healing, it's supporting your microbiome, you can get off of that crazy train right. by yourself. Right, exactly. And, and, and here's how the science changes over time. 20 years ago, when I wrote my first book about cortisol, the cortisol connection, it was all geared towards, well, let's lower your stress. Let's use these kinds of herbs to help with your cortisol sensitivity. And if your cortisol comes down, you'll get these benefits. Your appetite will be better. You'll lose belly fat. You're going to have fewer cravings, you know, it, everything 20 years ago. Now, fast forward to today and the book that I just wrote about mental fitness that came out in September. Oh, the good. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> so you guys don't book, have this. Go get it. <laughs> that book talks about cortisol, but now it says, you know where a lot of that cortisol is coming from? A disrupted gut. And we didn't know anything about this 20 years ago, but now it really is the new science about, I mean, th- th- that's changing everything. So by controlling what's happening at the level of the microbiome and your gut integrity, it, it cascades from there cortisol and appetite and fat release and thyroid function and you know all the rest thyroid function and hormone balance and weight loss yes exactly it all gets mixed up together okay we're almost at 30 minutes i want to be very conscious of everyone's time there's one last question if you're on hrt and hrt does this help with weight loss can you just speak to that for a quick moment yeah. So, so, so same, same as what we were just talking before. If you're on, if you're on hormone replacement therapy, um, you are probably being driven signaling wise towards holding on to your fat. We don't want to change your, your HRT because that's probably helping with menopausal symptoms and, you know, bone mass and, you know, some, some really good things. So if, if that's the appropriate regimen for you to be on, you need to stay on that. But underlying that, all those other signals that we've been talking about, those can still be modulated in a positive direction. So you can stay on, you can stay on your thyroid hormone. You can stay on your estrogen progesterone therapy. You can stay on your prempro. Well, like whatever that is going to be for that, this is a whole different collection of signals that we can modulate naturally to get you moving in the right direction. I love that. Thank you so much. All right, you guys, if you are ready to make a difference for yourself, And there is a good protocol, which is intermittent fasting and the purple pill. And there is a better protocol, which is starting with healing your gut, adding the purple pill, and then adding that specific protein powder that Dr. Sean's been talking about to help you break your fast, whether that fast is eight hours or 10 hours or 12 hours or 16. You're on your own journey, whatever that means to you. Reach back out to them and just share. I want the best program. I want a good program. I'm ready to take the step. Thank you so much for being here, Dr. Sean, and have a fantastic day. Oh my goodness, you guys, the science of the microbiome is fascinating, especially in understanding how the science has advanced over the last handful of years. I hope that you enjoyed that conversation. Let's take a minute to unpack the details. Supporting your gut with all of the good gut bugs is the game changer that will allow you not only to get to, but to maintain your ideal weight. When we talk about the good protocol, implementing intermittent fasting and baby steps, I want to encourage you to assess where you are today and start slowly. Don't have an all or nothing mindset where you say, okay, tomorrow I'm going for 16 hours. Assess where you are today and add an hour and slowly get to 13, 14, 16 over the next week or two. It will be easier to maintain if you give yourself grace and start slowly. And then wake up your gut microbiome and kickstart your metabolism with GBX protein first thing. 
I add a half a scoop to my coffee in the morning and it's not only delicious, but it keeps me satisfied and allows me to get to that 14, 15, 16 hour intermittent fasting window consistently. And then adding the purple pill. GBX Fit is simply giving your gut the goodness it needs to reprogram your hormone signaling for weight loss. You guys, there are literally four strains of probiotics in there, and that's it. Because our nutrition falls short. Did you know that your microbiome needs 100 different sources of fiber every week? Yep, 100. That would provide you with the right cross-section or the ideal cross-section of gut bugs to properly support your hormone signaling. So if your gut is missing these key nutrients, your hormone signaling will be off and you'll stay stuck in your weight loss journey. GBX Fit is simply a tool to support that hormone signaling and to get your body to work for you. The better protocol simply builds. It's everything that I just talked about, but it's adding mentabiotics, which is overall gut health support. It is a different cross-section of probiotics and prebiotics to help your gut function so that you can feel your absolute best. If you're ready to make a change, I have all of the links to each of these things in the show notes, along with a free three-day gut reset to set you on a quicker trajectory to feeling your best and free shipping. Don't overcomplicate it. If you feel stuck in your weight loss journey, this is the easiest next step. It's giving your body the nutrients it needs to support that hormone signaling and function at its best. And don't worry, all the links for Dr. Sean's books will be in the show notes. Also, his latest book, Mental Fitness, is a fantastic resource. Grab that on Amazon today. I hope that you found this episode informative. And as always, if you have any questions, reach out. Let's connect on whatever social platform you use. DM me and let's chat because it's time to stop faking fine. Remember to show up for yourself unapologetically because while your circumstances may not be 100% your fault, your life is 100% your responsibility. I cannot wait to see you soar.